0: Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you all so much for the awesome day that you've blessed us with. Now the wonderful opportunity to be able to get back into your word. Help us now as we do that to understand it and draw close to you, build our faith and trust in you and in your word. Thank you once again as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study from A to Z and the word last, so we'll turn to the small epistle of John in 1st. John, chapter 2, speaking of some of the th- things that will be going on during the last time as he puts it here, and we clearly see this unfolding today, as he gets into it here. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Now we got to look at this and understand this was written some 2000 years ago. So the last time was not a short event because we are still in the last time. But when you speak of the ultimate last time, the very last days, we'll see how that unfolds as we front our studies but here he's speaking of an attitude of behavior that will increase the closer and closer we get to the very last days and we truly see a rise of antichrist movement here in the united states and around the world a lot of increase of these groups and these religions that are antichrist that hate jews that hate christians that hate anything to do with the true and living god And they show that in their behavior and their persecution and even of the slaughtering of the Christians. As we get back into it here in verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. See, the anti Christ attitude and behavior comes from someone who is contrary, who is anti God, and of course, Jesus Christ. And they know that He exists, but they deny His deity. They deny His lordship. They do not want anyone over them, they do not want to be held accountable. So they deny him and are contrary to him. Verse 20. But ye have an unction. Now this ye he's speaking of is the born-again Christians. When a born-again Christian gets saved, he's instantly indwelt with the Spirit of the Holy Ghost who comes into us and brings us back to life spiritually. We then become a trinity once again. We were created in the image of God and because of what Adam and Eve did, they died spiritually. Everyone born after that was born spiritually dead. And when we become born again, we become spiritually alive. And the Holy Ghost is in us, communing with our spirit that has been quickened, brought back to life. And this unction he is speaking of is that communication from the Holy Ghost, directly from the Holy Ghost to the born-again Christians. Get back into it here, verse 20. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. We know all things. It would be nice if we could confidently say and understand that we have received and believe all things that the Holy Ghost is telling us. Way too many times we resist it. But here it says we know it. It's been revealed to us all things that we need to know, that He wants us to know. We just need to listen up and accept it. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, But because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is Antichrist, that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father, but he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also clearly put right there to describe what an antichrist is. What an antichrist attitude and behavior is. They deny Jesus Christ as Lord, as Savior. And in doing so, they have to deny the Father as well. So you deny one, you deny the other. And there surely is an increase of that going on. With all the riots and the uprises of various, various hate groups that are throughout the world. I mean, we could just go on and on and on, name all of them. It's just continuous. Every once in a while, another one pops up with a different name. But it's the same root. The same root is Antichrist. Simple as that. Either Christian or you're Antichrist. That's it. There's only two ways to it. And there's plenty of those Antichrist, as I say, on the increase. All right, now turn to the book of Jude. Jude's entire letter is basically speaking about the last days and the events of things that it pertained to back then, as well as what we are in now and will be in too. So let's look at the book or the letter of Jude. As it reads Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father, And preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you, and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Contend. We need to stand firm. We need to fight all the false teaching. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Speaking of the Antichrist bunch, just like John was speaking there, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. Accountability. Back then, now, and later. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness, unto the judgment of the great day. The great day is the final judgment, the great white throne judgment. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Sodom and Gomorrah. The horrible sins of Sodom and Gomorrah, which are being promoted today in this country and around the world. The horrible sins of Sodom and Gomorrah, the sins of the flesh, and it is really disgusting what we see being done to the children in public schools and from the media and from Hollywood and even from the toys these days. The promotion of the ungodly attitude and behavior of Sodom and Gomorrah. Verse 8. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Dignities. It's not talking about government officials. It's talking about church officials. It's talking about religious leaders. It's talking about godly people. They... Speak evil of the Christians. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuked thee. A very important point is bringing out there. The battle that we face is not just the battle against flesh and blood. It's against the principalities. against the powers of darkness. And that is evil. That is Satan and his followers. And Satan and his angels and demons. As we get back into it here. But these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts. In those things they corrupt themselves. These Antichrist groups corrupt themselves. They reveal the evil and corruption and the corrupt intent of their heart. If people just look and watch and see their behavior, it is revealed that they are evil and selfish. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam, for reward and perish in the gainsaying of Kori. Given references to those in the past in the Old Testament that have suffered the vengeance of God upon them, these are spots in your feasts of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water, carried about if winds, trees whose fruit withereth, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots, raging waves of sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. It's awful that there is so much of this going on. These various groups, oh, to name just a few that we've recently seen rise up, Antifa Bunch, the, well, most recent, the Black Lives Matter bunch, uh, some of the white supremacist groups, uh, anti government groups that have risen up. The, sad to say, a lot of politicians, mostly Democrat, but also Republican. You can't just say one over the other, but they are evil amongst them all. Just like he said, they infiltrate right from within even right within the church, and are evil. And they are, as he calls them, brute beasts. They're servants of Satan, and they are doing an evil work. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly, among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. That prophecy given to Enoch, the descendant of Seth, and we see that unfolding today and it will be very prevalent during the millennial period, right at the end of the millennial period, when this group of anti-Christ people rise up for that last attempt to overthrow Christ, and God sends down fire and destroys them. As it continues, verse 16, these are murmurers, complainers. That sure points out a lot of them, doesn't it? These protesters, the murmurers and complainers. "...walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time." who should walk after their own ungodly lusts." That sure points out a lot of them that are active today. They're in favor of their own ungodly lusts. Verse 19, "...these be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit." Capitalized Spirit there, meaning the Holy Ghost. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. A very important point he's bringing out here in verse 22. There are some of those that have been swept up in this Antichrist movement that are still reachable. We need to have compassion on them because we know the judgment that's going to come upon them is going to be horrible, the eternity in the lake of fire. So we don't want to have hatred for these ungodly Antichrist people. We want to have compassion on them them as it said and of some have compassion making a difference and others save with fear pulling them out of the fire hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Hate the behavior yes but not the person. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Jude really nails right on the mark of the things that are going on today. So we know that today we are in the last time, not the very last days, but we are within the last time. All right, now let's look at the last book of the Bible. The book of Revelation. Believed to be the very last book written, and delivered to John, the Apostle John, and the Isle of Patmos. He was exiled to the prison island And on that island, he was given this awesome vision. And let's read chapter 1 of Revelation as we get into it here. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, Grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come Behold, he he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. This event of the coming that he's speaking of right here is when he comes at the end of the tribulation period to separate the sheep from the goats as you read in Matthew chapter 24 and 25 and to begin the millennial kingdom. But he is teaching us what we need to do now to prepare for that. As he continues, I am alpha and omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come. The Almighty, which is Jesus Christ. I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and last. And what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. Now, some have said that these are churches that indicate time periods. These are actual churches that were in existence at the time that this was presented to John, and it was delivered to them. We can learn from every one of these churches various things that apply to us today and tomorrow, so we need to always study all of them. Some people say, well, we are in a time period of Laodicean church, and then they ignore the others. Well, you can't ignore the others. It's very important that you look at all of them as we get back into it. And I turned to see the voice That spake with me, and being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of the seven candlesticks one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace and in his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, And behold, I am alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and of death. Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches." And you can go on and study into chapter 2 and 3 and see the lessons that are delivered to these seven churches and learn a lot there about what was going on with them and going on ever since then. But for our study here, we're going to jump on over to into Revelation chapter 20. Get right into chapter 20 here, which is speaking of the last days during the millennial period. Where it reads, and I saw an angel come down from heaven, having a key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. This event right here speaks of what happens right at the beginning of the establishment of the millennial kingdom, the millennial period, the thousand years that he's speaking of here. And cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed for a little season. Loosed for a little season, so that those that have been born during a millennial kingdom can have an opportunity to prove that they trust in Jesus Christ. As he continues, and I saw thrones, and they set Upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the Word of God, those that were slaughtered during the tribulation time mostly here, and which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. It's amazing, there will be so many people that will turn against Jesus Christ at that time. And they went up on the breadth of the earth, and compassed the camp of the saints about, and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven, and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. All those unbelievers. All those antichrists. And right into chapter 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. The earth that we see now, the entire cosmos, all of it destroyed, melted away, just like we see over in Second Peter chapter 3, gone completely. Verse 2, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son." Sons and daughters, family of God, adopted into the family and never to be kicked out. Kept securely in the hand of God to go through all of this. And then that final judgment where everything that we've ever done will be looked at. We'll be able to get rewards for everything we did after we became Christians and served him during the millennial kingdom. I mean, there's so much more that we could go into and just teach continuously on this for ages to come. But these are the last things that are going to be happening right before we see the event of of the new heaven and the new earth and be able to be rewarded for being obedient Christians. So much to look forward to. But have compassion on those that do not believe. Because right here in verse 8, but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable And the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Don't want to go into that. Don't want to go into that lake of fire. So trust in the Lord before these last days events kick in and before it's everlasting too late. Be an overcomer as it says there. How do you be an overcomer? You trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And he saved you and you become part of the family. And you look forward to ruling and reigning with him, being priests and kings and so forth, serving him during the millennial kingdom. And then rolling all of that work over into the rewards from the great white throne judgment and taking all that over into the eternal state. And as you continue reading in chapter 21 and 22, a little bit more details about New Jerusalem, that will come down and light upon the new earth, a big, beautiful, brand new earth with everything created in its perfection. So much to look forward to. That's all the time we have. I urge you to continue reading and study this and further references. You can go back to our studies on the book of Revelation and find more details on it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you all so much for the, the blessed time that you've given us to be able to get into your word. Help us always to stay hungry, to dig deep in there, to find that message you want us to receive. Encourage us to have the compassion for those out there that are lost. To maybe bring some of them out of that and into the fold. We thank you all so much for allowing us to be a part of your work. As we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you all.